Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Okay, I'm recording a quick episode of Wizards After Dark today because my esteemed guest, Andrew Schlecht, and I are, we're, we're honestly just two close friends and we sat here bullshitting for 40 minutes and now we only <laughs> we have, now we only have 20 minutes to podcast. So, so let's do this. This is my producer and, uh, you know, listeners of the show now, Andrew Schlecht on the, on the, this time the Zoom line, not the Skype line. Yeah. Glad to be here. Glad to be back on Wizards After Dark. It's been a minute. It has. Uh, we've got some Westbrook stuff to discuss. We've got trade stuff yep. to discuss. Let's do it. I figured you'd be good to have on for that. Uh, this is how I'm leading the podcast. I am absolutely going to mispronounce this guy's name. Um, I, I don't know him, but his his bio says he's the social media manager for Hoops Hype. Do you know Dionysus Aravantinos? No. He's Aravantinos <laughs> DA on Twitter. Okay. Um, he tweeted this out, um, Dino Radia. Do you know who that is? Uh huh. So Dino Radia, European player says Russell Westbrook and the best NBA players wouldn't win in Europe. Quote to me, that Westbrook guy, bring him to Barcelona, Cheska or somewhere else and tell him to be in the Europe and tell him to be the European champion. No chance that happens. Wow. That's a quote. <laughs> That's a quote. I don't even have don't anything. Don't tell Russell. I don't even have anything. Or or tell Russell. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll let you be the one to tell him. Barcelona. Over a Zoom call. <laughs> Barcelona will cease to exist. Russell Russell will just like buy the city of Barcelona and he make will. everybody move out and be like, well, no one's doing anything in Barcelona anymore. He will just destroy it. <laughs> Oh, we have to know. We have to know what he thinks about this. I mean, Russell had a bad experience with the Jazz in a playoff series three years ago. And then Thursday night is like, you know what? Still don't care. Going out, playing my best game of the year. But yep. 35, 15, and 15. Best best team in the league? Don't care. Going to kill he you was, anyway. He was amazing. That was a throwback. It's it's fun that he still has like at least some of that in him because that's he's spectacular. He's like nobody else. He's been good lately, actually. He's been a lot better lately. He he looks a lot sprier. You know, it's funny. He missed two dunks in the Kings game. Mm -hmm. And then I think I think my favorite, like Russell Westbrook, the person thing, um, is he's so competitive, man. He's just, you know, oh my gosh. He's so competitive and he missed two dunks in the Kings game. One of them he tried to throw it down so hard. And he threw it down so hard and it went back rim. And it flew so hard. This is on Wednesday night. And it flew so far. He dunked it so hard that it actually went out of bounds at the half court line. That's so awesome. It had like the arc coming off the rim of like a Jamal Crawford three-pointer. Just just ridiculous. Um, It looked like a Jamal Crawford three-pointer in rewind, essentially. And 
Then he missed another dunk in a very similar way later in the game. And then at the very end of the game, he ended up dunking on Darren Fox. Yep. Somebody asked him about missing the two dunks after the game. And he said, yeah, I'm not going to miss a dunk again. Yeah. (laughs) Not going to miss it again. And so right off the bat against Utah, like I think it was the first basket of the game. Just ridiculous two-hand slam in the half court. It's like you knew that guy came in and was like, I am dunking on someone right away. Do not care about how much energy it takes. Yes. Oh, that is like that is the most Russell thing that he could have done was to just slam it in somebody's face after. I mean, you give him any challenge whatsoever and he he will get out there and he'll go do it. Yeah, he'll at least he will try. Yeah, he will try. If you want him to go up and fight against 500 people, 500 on one, he'll be like, all right, give me the sword. Let's do it. Does this, does this mean that you think he's going to be a, like a 90% free throw shooter now that you've, you've officially <laughs> challenged him? Oh, man. So let's let's discuss this. So I had a story for this morning, and we're going to talk trade stuff um, later in the show as well. But I, I, had a, I had a story for this morning over on The Athletic DC, which, by the way, we're, we're doing a $1 a month deal right now. Which is, like, you have to go do it. You just have no choice now. Like we've given we've given deals and now this is the best deal that you can get. Yeah. I mean, we're not, we're I don't run the company. It's not my company, but like there's no way we're going to do like a 26 cent a month deal. So like this is going to be the best deal that we do. Uh, if you are not a subscriber and you've been on the fence, go go check that out. You can you can get in on on any one of my articles. Um does does my normal subscription link is that one dollar a month as well? I don't know if that it's is. Not, it it will be starting next week, but it's not right now. Great. So starting next week, if you want to wait till next week, if you want to use the subscription link I always give, theathletic.com slash wizards after dark, you can go check that out and sign up or one dollar a month. Or you can click on any of my stories. And I don't know why we do it this way. It's gonna get you the same access to the same yeah. site and all the same yeah. stories. It's full access to the to the site. And all all you gotta do is is you know click on this story about Westbrook's free throws and uh and and you will it'll pop up is you know signed up to the athletic for one dollar a month and you can you can check that out. But anyway, I did a story on Westbrook's free throws. And uh you know he's shooting he's he's been better this week. He was nine for eleven against Utah last night and he, he was nine for twelve the night before against Sacramento. So so that doesn't sound unbelievably remarkable. But in his previous 16 games and I didn't put this in the story, but this is a crazy stat. In his previous 16 games, he had only shot 75% from the line in a game one time. Wow. 15 out of 16 games, he shot worse than 75%. And that one time when he shot 75%, he was just three for four. So it's just, it's wow. incredible what the struggles were. Um, you know, he he shot over 80% seven times in his career. And he's below, he's a shade below 60 now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no, as I wrote in this story, no, no guard in the history of the league who already has an 80% season on his resume has shot below 60% in a later season in his career. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just wild. Like it's been four it, years manifesting and it's just very abrupt and weird. It is weird. And it's just, it feels mental. It feels like he's overthinking it. And especially with your story and you talk about like the way that he stands, it's just like, it just seems like everything is overthought. And a lot of times you see this happen with people at the free throw line that once it gets in their head, it, it's just almost impossible to overcome. And 
It's just funny, like Russell Westbrook, some of his like most iconic moments for the Thunder were at the free throw line. I mean, specifically game five of the 2000, was it 2014 um, Western Conference semis against the Clippers. He goes to the line after Chris Paul fouls him at the three-point line and sinks all three to essentially win the game. And they still had to play defense on the other end, but uh, Chris Paul certainly choked that one away. And then Westbrook, like won the game because he sunk all three and Kevin Durant, there's a picture of Kevin Durant sitting on the other side of the court. Can't even watch him. He's sitting facing the opposite direction. And this is like one of the most iconic moments. And he just, just ice cold, man, just, just sinks all three. And it's it's just odd to think of him as a guy that, you know, if he's in that moment again, like maybe he doesn't make those. And if, I mean, Thunder history changes if he doesn't make those. Because the Clippers win that game, they go up 3-2, and they're like, what happens? Like, where do they go from there? And, you know, it's just, it's weird to think about him as a as a poor free throw shooter, but he, he has been for a little while. It's very weird, because the thing with Westbrook, kind of the, and this is a narrative thing, it's not an analysis thing, but like, the thing with Westbrook was that his game night to night has always been inconsistent. Now the levels of inconsistency and the range of inconsistency is has has changed as as he became an MVP type player and now as he's kind of hitting the tail end of his prime, you know those ranges have changed and he can still hit those highs and now his his lows are lower. But he's always even when he was an MVP, he's been an inconsistent player. That's kind of what he is. He's this spontaneous ball of energy which, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you take a Super Bowl in a six by six room and you shoot it out of a pitching machine, it's like <laughs> it's going to go in some crazy spots. And yep. like if you want it to hit particular spots on the wall, when it hits those spots, you're going to be like, oh, man, I can't believe it hit that spot. But sometimes it's not. <laughs> <laughs> And it's always going to be crazy to watch that Super Bowl bounce around that room. Yes. Uh, and that's that's Russell's game, right? But the one consistency with him was always like the free throws. And it wasn't that he was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was. He was very good. But it was mm-hmm. that he shot the same percentage every year. Like he was 80, except for one year when he fell all the way to 78%, which is still totally mm-hmm. reliable. He, yeah. he was like 80 to 84 Every single year. He was never yep. 89. He was never 75. He was always just in the low 80s every mm-hmm. year. And it was totally consistent. You knew that guy at any given point was going to make four out of five free throws. Yep. And it's which is very good. It's very nice to be able to just depend on a guy like that to that degree. And it's it's just weird to see it happen with someone of you know this this caliber of player. So for this story, I kind of dug into it. I looked at kind of how he's he's changed his form throughout this year. Uh, you know, he's he's been a little bit more up out on his toes of late when he releases the ball. He was falling back on his heels earlier in the year, and his his footing has changed since the OKC days. There was it was much more narrow, and and I looked at a theory that he has posed for his free throws, which was four years ago, and you know he doesn't talk about this stuff much, so mm-hmm. at all really. So it's it makes free throws are like difficult to analyze, but. Um, you know, I've got a Bob Harrison reference in there. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, 
Bob Harrison, who shot 79% from the line one year and then shot 59.5% in another one in 1954. I looked it up, and he's still around. He's 93 years old. That's awesome. And I considered, apparently he was the coach at Kenyon College, and then he was the coach at Harvard after he retired in, I think, the 70s. And I considered being like, should I try to contact Bob Harrison for this story? (laughs) Or is that too much? <laughs> that is way too much, but it would be like the most Fred thing to do. Oh my God. I was like, I feel like I should contact Bob Harrison, but I feel like even for me, <laughs> that's just like, like Har- he coached at Harvard. Harvard basketball has to have his information. Yeah. He's still around. Yeah. It's 93. I don't know what condition he's in, but good for Bob Harrison. I learned in the course of reporting the story that in like 1957, Bob Harrison led, led the NBA in field goal percentage. And he shot 38.6%. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's that's how far back you have to go for a stat that even comes close to this. And you know, it doesn't even really like it doesn't even really come close with this. That is precedent. so wild. That is so, so weird. Bob Harrison, the legend. <laughs> hey, let's talk trades. Let's talk trades. Everybody's favorite thing, trades. I'm a since since we're a little limited on time today, I'm not going to take my wildly popular segment, uh, which I have named. I think this is a proper noun now. Taking Twitter questions from people and answering them on the podcast. Yeah. I think it's a really. <laughs> it's a good segment name. Yeah. It's a really good segment name. I think we should come up with a jingle for it. Hey, I can do this. Uh, you You ask, and I, I think you might be joking, but this can be done. I am joking, but I also want it done. Yeah. <laughs> Taking Twitter questions from people and what did I say? <laughs> Taking Twitter questions go, from people and answering them on the podcast. And answering them on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. That's what we'll call it. after dark. We'll have we'll have my buddy Luke sing it. Oh God. Luke. <laughs> oh maniac. He would do it. Oh God. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Uh, yeah, let's talk trades. Let's talk trades. I I, I wrote two trades trades related pieces this week and the mm-hmm. trade deadline is March 25th. Uh, you know, I, I, I wrote a thing with David Aldridge earlier this week. Again, if you're not a subscriber, go check it out. Go to the link of that story. Sign up right there. $1 a month. Uh, you can check it on my Twitter. You can just search my author page. If you just Google Fred Katz, the athletic, it's probably the first thing that'll come up is just the page with all my stories. Yep. Go click on one of those stories and sign up off of there. Uh, but I wrote something with David Aldridge and, and uh, you know, and then I wrote something later with John Hollinger, kind of where I proposed, made up hypothetical Wizards trades to him, and and he responded to them. The crux of what I reported with Da uh, 
was, uh, you know, for now, opposing teams believe that the Wizards are trying to find a way into the play-in tournament. Uh, and league sources have mentioned four young candidates Washington is open to moving. Troy Brown, Mo Wagner, Jerome Robinson, and your boy Isak Bonga, who, who was so bonga last night uh, against Utah. I mean, th- there was bonga all over the court. <sighs> the disrespect to bonga. I just... I don't even know if if I were a Wizards fan, I'm not sure I could be anymore. <laughs> it's horrible. He his his on-offs are still are still hilarious. Of course, of course they are. They're not moving. Is, yeah. They won't. They won't. You just need to play them more, Scotty. <laughs> I know you're listening, Scott. They're- play give give me more bonga, free bonga. Let me let me let me call this up on the uh on cleaning the glass. So we've got uh here we go. The Wizards right now. So the Wizards last year were 9.9 points per 100 possessions better. So 10 mm-hmm. points per 100 possessions better on defense when Bongo was on the floor. To give you a perspective of like how great that is. That's the 97th percentile. It's very good. Um you know what the number is right now? What? They're 15 points per 100 better when Bonga is on, on defense. Free Bonga! <laughs> and you know what's the best is they're seven points per 100 worse on offense. Yeah. Which overall, by the way, means that they're- Still good! Plus eight. Still still good. Plus eight. Still okay. Really good. So he's, he's now the 99th percentile in defensive on-offs. Wow. And the 13th percentile in offensive on-offs. That's awesome. Which is, look, on-off numbers are very, I, I'm totally down with people who are skeptical of them and present them without context. Sure. Especially yeah, yeah, yeah. he's played 247 minutes this year. He, which is wild. Like that is a, that is a basketball tragedy. Yeah. He's played 247 minutes. Like I get it. You want to say that a guy who's played 247 minutes is, is, his on-offs are BS. That's fine. You don't need to convince me otherwise. But that kind of matches the eye test there. I mean, it, it, in a hilarious yeah. way. But but there's it's something going so weird. on. When he comes in, their defense is good. Yeah, that's so weird. It's it's right. really amazing. So so here's the thing, though. If we're talking about trades, like I don't think they could really get anything of value for him definitely not definitely not i i don't know who i don't know who would do it at this point you would <laughs> i mean i'd bring him on i mean you just the thunder have got some some cap space they just just throw him under the thunder is he a minimum contract yeah he was second round he was second round he's he's a free agent after this year okay. so you know but but whatever if you want to resign isak bonga you can resign isak bonga yeah, it will not. Yeah, there won't be a struggle to bring on Bonga. Right. I mean, he's not. It's not uh, like he's commanding money on the open market as a restricted no. free agent. I mean, right. He's not getting an right. offer sheet. You know, you can bring back Bonga possibly for a minimum deal. So yeah, without a doubt. So Fred, who? What are they going to do? Are they going to make a move? Are they going to bring in anybody? Because really, I mean, they need depth. They need to to add competent players to this team. Are they going to be able to do that? I I don't know. I mean, I, I think they're trying to make it to the play-in tournament. That's that's what the word has been, at least around the league. That's the impression yeah. that other teams have gotten 
from the way that they've negotiated with them. So I, I think they're going to try to find that way. Now, one of the things that's really interesting is like they beat the Jazz last night and it shouldn't matter. You have one win when you're 15 and 25, but I feel like vibes are a big thing with them. The vibes are good sure. after beating the Jazz and we'll see what yeah. happens. They have the Nets on Sunday. They have the Knicks on mm-hmm. Tuesday. And then it's the deadline. And if they go into the deadline, you know, if they go into the deadline, losing the Nets, losing the Knicks, they're 15 and 27. I know this is, you know, a play in tournament situation where they're trying to get in. They're only three games out or whatever they are. But like, mm-hmm. if you go into, it's really hard to go into the deadline and still have that mentality. You know, we clarify in this piece, this was written nine days before the deadline. Things change. Mm-hmm. If they go in hot, you know, it's not look, I, I wouldn't be trading my young guys for for veterans in that situation. You know Wayne Ellington or exactly. whatever. It's it's one yeah. thing to trade for a veteran you believe you can flip later. You know, George Hill yeah. was someone I mentioned in the Hollinger piece because he's under contract for next year. Yep. And he's you available. Flip him again. So you could flip mm-hmm. him again next year if you have to. Mm-hmm. And you can get something for him, probably something pretty similar to what you would have to give up right now. Um, no doubt. Yeah. You know, I think Troy Brown would have to be included in that that deal. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if that would be enough. I'm sure OKC has a lot of offers for him. I think OKC is sitting on a lot of offers. I think. Yeah, I would guess that that is not enough yeah. for George Hill. Me neither. Um, I think it needs to be, you know, Troy Brown, good second round pick. And then I don't even know if that's enough. And I would not. I don't even know if I'd do that if I were the Wizards. Um, yeah. But. But they they want to make the play-in tournament is is what mm-hmm. everybody in the league seems to think. Uh, I don't think I don't think they're going to give up a second round pick for a win Ellington type. I don't think that's you should happen. not. You should uh, not. Do I don't that. think it's going to be a replica of the Ernie Grunfeld stuff. Just based on yeah, that's good. Just based on Tommy Shepard's track record, mm-hmm. you know he. He has, for the most part, he's done a good job, even though this is an organization that wants to make playoffs, he's done a good job not destroying their future in the process. You know, he he yeah. makes those fringe moves. You know, they're getting rid of Isaiah Thomas. They don't just wave him like I, I thought was going to be a possibility. They mm-hmm. they find a way to sneak into a deal where the Clippers need to shave luxury tax money. And they're like, let's take back Jerome Robinson and give him a try. And it didn't work. Mm-hmm. But they're taking swings at fringe Young guys, the edge of yeah. the roster. That's how they got Bonga. That's how they got Wagner, um, who I don't think you can get much for either because they didn't pick up his option. Um, right. You know, that's how they got, you know, that's how they got a lot of, uh, you know, a bunch of, that's how they got Bertons. Um, they're good at those yep. fringe things and they seem to prioritize that. So, so I see a lot of Wizards fans freaking out about, oh no, they want a veteran. There are different ways to go about getting a veteran that can be not, irresponsible or at least not as bad as trading two second round picks for, you know, George Hill or, or even worse, two second round picks for Garrett temple. (laughs) And and they can't trade for Trevor Ariza again. (laughs) No, they can't unless Miami wants to part with them. Like maybe they could, (laughs) maybe if they did something dumb, they they could send, they could get Trevor back. They Rasheed Wallace. him. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, I know we got to wrap up in a second. We did a quick, yeah. a quick hitter today. Um, do you have anything? Why don't you tell my listeners about your 
your awesome uh, show that you're hosting on Saturdays now. Yeah, it's it's a really fun show on the Athletic NBA show feeds. So it's uh, called Saturday Slam and Jam. This week we are talking trade deadline. We are talking about the surging Atlanta Hawks, and then we bring on Eric Name to talk about the Bucks. And uh, you know, do we take the Bucks seriously enough? Is Giannis a MVP candidate even? Like, what do what do we do with that? So we discuss that, and then we do. A trivia show where I inevitably just get crushed every week. So uh, it's a it's a very fun show. I hope you guys will join us. It's a great show. You guys should check it out. Um, subscribe to that. Subscribe to Wizards After Dark if you're just randomly listening to this episode. Subscribe to The Athletic. If you go to any of my stories, you can sign up for, for $1 a month. Or I guess starting next week, you can go to theathletic.com slash Wizards After Dark and you can sign up for $1 a month there. Give us a review on iTunes. Give us five stars. Give the written reviews. Those are super nice. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a podcast with Standig. I'm going to force Standig to do a podcast with me early next week, and we're going to do like a full-on trade deadline preview, just talking trade deadline stuff. Uh, so we'll we'll hit heavy on all of that, and I'm sure Ben will come armed with his takes because he's the greatest. So um, I will be back sometime early next week. I'll talk to you guys then. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.